The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk about Monday Night Raw, especially that main event with Tomasa Champa and your Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. Also, speaking of champions... We speak to Ilya Dragunov, your NXT champion, and we speak to Gangrel on Edge jumping from the WWE to AEW right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's get into what we saw in the main event on Monday Night Raw. And you and I actually talked about this before going on the air today. This was an interesting one because since we have not seen Roman Reigns at all. Now we're going to have another pay-per-view this weekend without Roman Reigns defending that undisputed uh, WWE Universal Championship. It's almost at the point where I forgot the name of the title because it's been so long since he defended it. The Intercontinental Championship, to me, has kind of been the prestigious championship in the WWE because there's history behind it. Gunther made history being the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. We see Gunther on TV all the time, and he defends this championship all the time. Now, there was the contract signing last night with him and Champa for Fastlane. But, Bully, they pulled an audible, and I loved it. Instead of having this championship match on the pay-per-view this weekend, they decided to have it in the main event on Monday Night Raw. And, Bully, I thought it was a genius decision on the WWE, and I want to get your take on it, and of course, the nation, because if it was for Fastlane, and they gave you this time to talk about it and think about it, Bully, and if you and I are doing a preview of Fastlane, I'm looking at this match as Guthrie's going to retain this championship. He moves on. They haven't really done a lot with Champa to really get you to buy in that he can buy a Gunther, and it almost would feel like a filler matchup on a pay-per-view just because... I think it's a foregone conclusion what the conclusion of the match would be. But I know it filler is a strong word because you got two guys that can put on a great match. So filler is the wrong word. But I think you understand where I'm coming from that I think it would be pretty easy to detect that Gunther would retain the championship. But the way they played this story on Raw last night I thought was perfect. Having the contract signing and then pulling the audible to have this main event last night, it got me to doubt some things. It got me to buy in a little bit more. 
and they gave us, what, close to a 30-minute match on a main event on Raw. I thought that was not only a highlight last night, but a great match to boot. All right, here we go. Um, I'm glad you backtracked on the word filler. Yes. Because uh, you guys can't see me out there, but I made a face on that one. I made the bitter beer face because I don't consider that match filler. I understand where you're coming from about the foregone conclusion, mm -hmm. but it's not so much about Champa; It's about Gunther because they are making Gunther so credible. They are now allowing the man to make the championship, comparing him to Pat Patterson and all of the greats and telling us how he has surpassed it. That's why the conclusion would be foregone because you don't think that uh, as a fan and, and more as a professional, I know that anybody who has just broken this prestigious record, who has is now finally putting the credibility back on the intercontinental championship that we haven't seen since the days of a Pedro Morales, or at least in my eyes, that's what it was. I know there's been a couple of really strong IC champions along the way, but to me, as a fan, Pedro was the guy. I didn't see anybody, you know, even when like Rock held it or Miz held it or anybody else held it. Yeah, did they do a great job as the IC champ? Yes. But to me, it was, it was always about Pedro. And now I see Gunther surpassing Pedro. When I think of the Intercontinental Championship, I now think of Gunther. They have washed away the old history, which I think the WWE is trying to do, especially with the Universal Championship also. This is my guy. Gunther's my guy. Cards subject to change. Was this all in the works? Was this a part of the plan to announce it for Fastlane, but to do, do it on Raw? I have no idea. Maybe they came up with this idea yesterday. Maybe they came up with it, you know, a, a week ago. I don't know, but I liked it. I liked it how something changed, uh, uh, you know, uh, in a split second, in the snap of a finger, because things got so heated at the contract signing that they decided it to do it on Raw. Ciampa stepped up to the plate last night on the stick. There was passion. There was energy. There was aggression. He told Gunther, look me in the eye. Gunther was very flippant. And that's a new side of Gunther that I'm seeing coming out of him. He's always very, you know, stoic and stern and, you know, the as they call him, the general. And the general doesn't, you know, really, you know, give away these facials showing his hand. Gunther last night was laughing at Ciampa at first. Like, huh, I uh, I don't even respect you for the way you came dressed to this contract signing. Look at you. You look like a peasant. Meanwhile, Ciampa's coming from the point of view is, I'm the working man here. Yep. I'm the guy that gets very, very 
few opportunities. So I know I have to make the most of this opportunity. And Ciampa was able to get so fired up that he got Gunther fired up. And he put him in a position where the championship had to be defended right then and there. No, this can't wait till Sunday. We need to do this now. And because I love the style in which these two guys wrestle, fight, perform, put any word you want on it, what I got last night was really, really strong. And yesterday... I spoke of a certain, I brought up a certain word and that word was struggle. And I'll take you back to wrestle dream. Danielson, one of the best to ever do it. We, we, we know that Zach Sabre jr. I, I, I'm not like completely a, you know, a, a Zach Sabre, you know, I, I appreciate what he does, but I don't go out of my way to watch a Zach Sabre match the same way I would watch a Danielson match, but seeing them in the ring together, you know, you're going to get one of those really strong technical matches. So at the end, every, most people were like, wow, that was great. That was great. And I can appreciate it for what they did because I can't do that. But where was the struggle? And that was what I brought up yesterday. That was my point about that match. I didn't see it. The will to win. It seemed very polished and smooth. Last night, I saw a struggle. I saw the will to win. I saw Ciampa fighting for his professional life. Like, if I can win this one overnight, people are going to be forced to know who I am. These guys went out there and they beat the hell out of each other. They registered, they sold, they struggled. Not only did I see the struggle in the physicality to hit each other with a clothesline as hard as they could, or to chop each other as hard as they could, or to apply a hold as hard as they could. More importantly, I saw the struggle on their face dave right now i am doing what madonna did in the vogue video i'm framing out my face and as vince mcmahon has taught us or has taught anybody else this is where we make our money our face is our money maker and i saw the struggle on gunther's face last night i saw the struggle on chompa's face last night and that's what made this match believable and now we're seeing the reunion of diy but I'll say this, Bully, and I want to get your take and the take of the nation. Man, you could have had any time to reunite DIY. Any time, any day, any week, any show. I don't know if last night was the night to do it. Your thoughts? What do you mean you don't think if last night was the right night to do it? You know damn well it wasn't the right <laughs> night to do it. So why don't you say you know damn well it wasn't the right night to do it? Well, I was setting you up to say it, but okay. Well, well you made me, made me the bad guy, right? I'm not making you the bad guy. I just said what? that I, last did... night was not the right, 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 the right night to do it. Could I have all, Johnny, any night, any when Johnny, night. When Johnny Gargano's music hit mm-hmm. and when the fans saw Johnny Gargano, what was their reaction? 
got a, a little bit of a reaction. When the music hit last night and the fans saw Johnny Gargano, use an appropriate word. Mid? I would say indifferent. Okay. I don't think the people cared. First of all, after that match, wasn't like we were getting the return of, you know, somebody that they were so, so into. I think the people have forgotten Johnny in a way. And that's because creatively, there really hasn't been anything going on for Johnny. And Johnny, although we might find him entertaining, he's come on the show. We love having him on the show. He's great to speak with. Exciting matches in his element. And I think his element is more of NXT. I, I, I don't think the people cared last night. I can I know the people didn't care because they told me they didn't care based on the noise that they made when they saw Johnny and heard his music. Well, so I mean, I, don't, I mean, think of it this way, Bully. Like we love DIY when they were with NXT. We know about the feud between Gargano and Champa on NXT, but that NXT that's going back how many years ago now? When they were together, uh, obviously this goes before the NXT 2.0, before the pandemic and the lockdown. It's a long, it's a long time ago that since they were together, and that never happened on the main roster. That was just on NXT. So, you know, longtime fans, hardcore fans, fans that were fans of NXT remember that. But I know there's a whole new generation of fans that don't know that, and there's. WWE, you know, main roster fans that watch SmackDown and Raw on a weekly basis that don't know about it. So there's that end to it. Then there's the other end, Bully, where for a very long time, they've done nothing with Champa, you know, and then with Gargano was just like a, a joke with The Miz. They never really did anything with Gargano either. If you would have done this a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, I think you would have gotten a bit of a better reaction. And I think you and I would have had a better reaction to it because then we would be saying, all right, now they're finally going to do something with Champa and Gargano. But Tomasa Champa in the, in one night had the promo of his career and the biggest match that he's ever had on the, since he's been a part of the main roster. Last night was not the night to reunite Gargano and Champa. Of all last, nights, last night was not the night to do it. Last night was the first night I believed in Tommaso Champa on the main roster. Yes. Make sure you get that right, Dirt Sheets, on the main roster. Last night was not the right night to bring Johnny back. Now, let's assume, let's, uh, let's try to look at this from the ultra-positive point of view. Let's assume they have big plans for DIY. They have a six-month arc that leads to WrestleMania in some kind of match for DIY. You got to start somewhere. They chose to start last night. Uh, where were they? In San Diego? Where were they uh, last night? I, 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 don't re I, I don't remember. They were in sure. California for sure. Yeah, it was the West Coast. Uh, San Jose. I mean, if you're going to ask me, 
I'm a big believer in right place, right time for certain talents. If that's me, I'm bringing Johnny Gargano back in Orlando where he, you know, where he cut his teeth in NXT. I think that gives Johnny a better uh, chance of getting a great reaction from the crowd, which comes across on TV and the people here at home. My, my uh, the, the assessments that I give on this show about any particular talent is based a lot on the reactions that I hear. Remember, Dave, I told you I don't watch with my eyes. I listen, I watch with my ears, meaning I listen. Last night, nothing. A very, very, very lukewarm, indifferent reaction to Johnny. And I didn't want to see Johnny after that match with Ciampa. And I think Johnny realized it last. He came in the ring. He did some super kicks, blah, blah, blah. And then he stood in the corner and his tongue was out. And I looked at Johnny's face and I said, Johnny knows that there was no reaction for him last night. Because wrestlers know immediately. You, you, you know by your music. That's why Austin is the barometer. That's why the glass breaking is the barometer for everybody I, I i agree where with you not the right night let's see how they follow this up let's see what they do with diy but they're gonna have to really have them do some impressive stuff or get able be able to get up on some guys and give them some quality wins for me to truly believe in them. Yeah, I guess, you know, especially after what we saw with Chad Gable. And Chad Gable, you you, you, you planted a seed. And I still think that that's going to grow into something even bigger than what it is. You know, you had an amazing match that we talked about for days. And I think it solidified him. And it's there. It's, it's, it's simmering in the background. I thought we got that with Champa. All right, he lost, but he proved that he belonged, and he showed that he could be Gunther at some point. Hey, at least you got us to believe in it, that it's possible that it could happen. After Do what you, we saw last night, it's a downgrade in my opinion, because now you're throwing him into, now you know where this is going. He's going back with Gargano, and they're going to have you know, matches with Ludwig and Giovanni, and that's a program that's going to go out. Like, I let us buy into this. Let the match. You know how we talk about Bully about with AEW? Sometimes they don't let you digest a moment and they move on very, very quickly. That match deserved to end that show with the struggle of the fight and with both their faces knowing that they had just been in a fight, especially with Gunther. Like, holy shit, this guy gave me everything he had. And it took everything I had to retain this championship. And then the real kick in the ass is they go off the show with DIY not hitting their double maneuver. It looked like Ciampa and Gargano were setting up for like a double running knee um, or a double super kick. They go off the air. Now, maybe this is by design. Maybe doing it yourself 
means taking the bull by the horns. And we see DIY in the truck next week saying, you guys went off the air just as we were about to hit the dreaded double knee of doom. And thus they have to take it upon themselves to make sure that the next time this happens, the world does see it. I'm not sure. It could have been that they were just running so over on time, or it's a part of the 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 story for DIY. But when it comes to Gargano, you mentioned Gable, what we got from Gable and Gunther. You mentioned Ciampa. We know what we got from them. Per- Perception-wise, when you look at Johnny Gargano as compared to Ciampa and Gable, does he have the when you look at Johnny I'm trying to say this the right way when you look at Johnny does he have that credibility of a gable does he have that intensity of a champa no. what does Johnny have he's stature a great- in his a, stature, whether that's size, personality, whatever he's saying, does he have the the credibility of a Gable? Does he have the tenacity of a Champa? No, because they haven't set it up that way. You know, Chad Gable before having that series of matches with Gunther, he was he was the shoosh guy. Like, but they, what did they do? They got you emotionally invested. The match, his family at ringside. Champa, we know he's crazy. He's intense. But Dave, 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 Dave. Even though, even though Gable was the sh- the shush guy, what did he have as a foundation? And every what did his he- athleticism, his uh, you know, a background as a, as the a, Olympics, a, you know, the Olympic wrestler. Like he he's has the, that. People know that. Yes. With Champa, even though they weren't doing anything with Champa, you still see Champa has got that look. That's a crazy looking mother trucker. That is an intense guy. I can tell you that even though Ciampa is not a big man in stature, if I saw him on the street, I would think twice about getting into a fight with him because he's the kind of guy that looks like you just have to kill him or he's just going to keep coming. On a side note, he ruptured my eardrum like seven years ago. My ear bled for a year, and I'll never forget him. I dealt with Ciampa one night at a show in California. And when I was talking to him, Dave, he was so intense that I I, I looked at him and I went, brother, calm down. It's a house show. He's just... That's why I say, like, if I saw him on the street, I'd be like, this guy's got a crazy look in his eye. I don't know. I'm 6'4", 290, and I'll know I'll rip his head off, but I'm going to have to rip his head off. Otherwise, this guy's just going to keep coming. Is there anything about that with Johnny Gargano? No. So what are they going to do? What what have they done or what can they possibly do to make me believe in Johnny? Well, but that's the thing. Like, that's that's even another side of the conversation, Bully, is that you got to get me to believe in Johnny Gargano. But what they did last night is they took me out of the Champa Gunther conversation. Like, that's what, what happened after that. Now you... Now, 
This is now going in a completely different direction. I know about Ludwig and Giovanni. I know that they're with Gunther. But now you just put DIY back together, and now this is you know where this is headed. It's like, why are you taking this moment away from me? You didn't even let me enjoy this moment and let me take this moment in before you swerved me and you had me go in a completely different direction. It's unfortunate. They, you know what they could have did if this was their intent. Wait till next week or two weeks from now, where, you know, Gunther and Champa are are having a promo together, and then you have Ludwig and Giovanni come in and attack Champa, and then Gargano come out. Why did they feel like they had to do it last night? I thought it took away for me. It took away from the match last night. And these are the times where I would love to talk to somebody there in creative where to me it's so crystal clear and obviously to you too as to why they shouldn't have that i would love for them to come on the show and go well well guys we did it for this reason a b and c where we go okay now i get it i despise not understanding why somebody on a creative team or or whatever it is makes a decision and i don't understand it i want to be educated i want to learn I'd love for Triple H to call in and go, Bubba, we did it for this reason. And me going, oh, okay, I didn't see that. Wow, that's a great reason. I kind of compare it to the time that me, Jericho, and Christian worked out a match that we thought was perfect. And we took it to, to Pat Patterson, and we bounced it off Pat, and Pat says, that's a really good match, but did you ever think about doing it like this? And it's like he smacked the three of us in the face at one time because he instantly saw it from a different point of view, one that we couldn't see it from, and came up with something better. I don't understand why last night happened. I would love to. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know... Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Mr. Ilya Dragunov, champ, thank you so much for the time and congratulations. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Nice to have you back. Well, Ilya, how does it feel? I mean, like if it put it into words, destiny was fulfilled. And I knew that. I, I, I knew that it must come to this day. I knew that it is going to be my moment. I put everything I had into this moment for the last months since I'm back in NXT. And I think nobody fought harder for this than I did. And you can see it on the performance. So let me ask you about later on in the night you've been working so hard to get to this moment you've been working so hard to win this championship you've been working so hard to prove your to prove yourself in the eyes of the wwe universe the fan base and everybody in between the match ends you're the new champion the adrenaline wears off you're back in your hotel room or you're back in your house and there's nobody there but you, the four cold walls, and your championship. Do you have that moment when you look in the mirror and you can finally pat yourself on the back? Do you have that moment where you can truly appreciate your accomplishment and what you did on that night? Sometimes, sometimes. But let me tell you one thing. Actually, when this moment was there, I felt empty. But empty can be something good sometimes. Because I used to say, I have this thing I, I like to say when, when one day when I'm 
when I'm gone, I want to go empty. In the sense of, I want to go with the with the knowing that I gave everything I possibly could, everything, everything. I have nothing to regret. I have nothing to to leave behind. I I left it all what I had to offer, and this was one of those moments where I felt this emptiness, but in a very very good way. That match was incredible. The show was incredible. I was talking about it with Bully here on the show, Ilya, that that NXT show reminded me of those old takeover shows from, you know, five, six years ago. Like, I feel like NXT has really gotten to a point where it's grabbed the pro wrestling world's attention. And when I look at that show from Saturday from top to bottom, it was one of the best shows of the year. Do you feel the same way? I feel the same way, and the, the reason for that is very easy. Everybody is working extremely hard. And it's a, that's the thing to say, like, working hard sometimes uses a phrase for, I don't know what. But um, how much everybody worked to put on their performances of their life, to, to entertain the people, to, to tell a story, to create an unbelievable evening that nobody will probably forget, like you, you, like you mentioned it. This is something very hard to do. It takes a lot from you. And I'm very proud of the brand and the people involved in that, that they presented such a good product to the people on that night. Ilya, do you feel that you can elevate the NXT championship to levels that it hasn't uh, been at before? And if so, how do you plan on doing that? I mean, uh, let me ask you a question. Like, did I elevate every single fight I have been in since I became back to NXT? Yes, I was but yes, but now as a champion, it's a different story. What what can you bring to the table, new or fresh or different, that's going to make Ilya Dragunov the the NXT World Champion that is remembered more than any other NXT World Champion? The thing is, I won't stop. That's the that's the easy thing I can say. There's no one in this in this business who can deliver this kind of emotion, this kind of passion, this kind of like getting people into that fight. Like when I fight, people feel like they're into that. They feel the pain I feel. They feel the struggle I feel. They feel the <laughs> fighting spirit I feel. And this is like I'm a, everything I'm working on has become the ultimate symbol. Like not being even a human anymore. It's just a symbol where people can hold on to this. And this is exactly what I can offer to the NXT championship. Like being a champion who the people believe in. If they look at him, they see something they want to be in a certain part of their life. Like this fighting spirit, you can put it in any area of your life. This is what I offer to the people. You can put it in any area of your life. And this is something people want to have. This courage to step up and to deliver in the whole sense of their existence. Ilya, the reason I popped so hard just now is at the beginning of the show today, we talked about a very specific word, and that word was struggle. And you show me the struggle, and you make me believe in your struggle. Can you talk to us about what the struggle means to you? and how important the struggle is in real life in this business, but most importantly, in the ring. Everything. The struggle is everything. 
I mean, like, if everything would be easy, and again, that's something everybody, uh, a lot of people used to say, like, I'm here for the journey. But yeah, you see a lot of people there don't. So they just want to skip one step after another. You gotta struggle. You gotta feel desperate pain to get to a certain goal. Otherwise, it's not worth anything. Like, if I can get it immediately, what is the sense of it? Where is the fight for it? And this is something I understood very, very, very quick. Because when I struggle, the people feel sympathy for me. When I'm in pain, people feel sympathy for me. And if this is honest, if I really struggle, the people will get a connection to me because they want to see me succeed to overcome. Easy. Ilya, that happened on Saturday. It's so funny because one of the things I wanted to bring up in this interview was the crowd on Saturday for the match that you had with uh, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes is very popular. The fans love Carmelo Hayes. But during that match, I felt like the tide turned with that crowd for you, Ilya. Like, I felt like the crowd knew that this was your moment and this was your time to capture that championship. Did you feel the crowd start to back you as that match went on on Saturday? I mean, like, at this point, I don't want to take away anything from Carmelo Hayes. This person is absolutely incredible, and he brought the fight on that night, like, in an uncomparable way. Like, he he was on the top of his game, like, if you have something this important, you got to step up. And he's stepped up even more than it was possible. This is amazing. So I felt the people were definitely behind him. But I also felt that the people at a certain point, like you mentioned it, knew I'm here for business. Oh, no. I'm even more for even more there. I'm here for my destiny. And I'm willing to do everything it takes to achieve it. And I think if you give them people, like I always say, something real, something I mean in reality, they they know, well, maybe this is our guy. Well, Ilya, I want to follow up on that because I don't know what that's like. Obviously, you and Bully do because you step into the ring and you perform in front of an audience. When I perform every day on this show, I'm doing it to Bully. Like, I'm, I don't hear, I don't see the people... Uh, that I'm talking to because I'm on the radio. What's it like, like on Saturday, to be in front of an arena full of people and feel that emotion from that crowd? I mean, what is that like? You know, talk about that moment, winning that championship, having thousands of people surrounding you as you capture that. Like, uh, what is that moment like being in front of the people like you were, like you did on Saturday? It is surreal. It is, it is absolutely surreal. It's like, you gonna, can imagine that like a big force of energy. Like you're just big, a big energy surrounding you all the time. And this is like, energy can be very, very calm, but energy can be also be very aggressive. And kind of like conduct this energy. Maybe use it, get it into the ring. Like play with it. Like a, I always used to say, like an orchestra and being the conductor for this, like the maestro. This is something, if you can play with this, if you feel, you just look into those masses and you just feel like they're reacting to you, they recognize you looking into that, you can get them into the fight. This is the most beautiful thing you can have. You can perform, you can, you can perform a match, you can have a fight, but include those people just by staring at them at certain moments 
This makes the whole performance, it brings it to a different level. And that's what we did. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. And our next guest, you know, he's fanging and banging 24-7, Bully. And that is Gangrel, who joins us right here on Busted Open. Sir, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, want some, get some, bad enough, take some 24-7. We're all in, right? <laughs> Love it. Probably one of the greatest entrances in the history of wrestling that does not get enough credit. Uh, it, it was fun. I know that. I, every time I heard the music kick in, you know, for forever, they wanted me to not smile. They kept getting on me saying, hey, you got to come down and look menacing. But every time I got to the peak of the, the ramp right there with the fire and I went to turn, I couldn't help but smile because that music was so cool and the entrance was so cool. I just started smiling. They gave up after about a month and said, OK, you're you're a, a menacing, happy vampire. <laughs> I think it was I love the smile, Dave, because it seemed to me like like you you knew that you were in total control of the situation i mean it was edge and christian who had like you know the 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 you know the the the, the scowls and man i i think the smile made it as a matter of fact if you all looked you know like so glum and you know death i don't think it would have worked as well (laughs) and you had this i mean your your teeth being you know nice and white and seeing your fangs Man, I, good good job by you going against the grain. <laughs> right place, right time, everything, you know, perfect storm. Yep. And uh, I was very, very blessed to be a part of that and, and to, to be able to come out to that music every week still, every weekend, come out and do some fanging and banging. I, I'm so blessed, you know, so it's awesome. Life is great. And, and you know, you mentioned life, and, and, and as all of us know, life takes you in so many different directions and so many different places. But this moment in time for you really just lasts a lifetime. Like, did you ever think, even in the moment that 15, 20 years from now, that that's what people would still want to see from you? Uh, no, I, I never even realized that I was a... Uh, uh, a superstar in people's eyes. I just thought I was a guy lucky enough to be there doing what he loves. So I, I never even looked at it. Just now, uh, later in life, I, I look at it when I see the action figures. Or I'm, I, I'm 25 years later. I'm still able to go to conventions and, and I'm still wrestling and, and uh, people are coming up and talking about the interest as we are now and, and how Bully Race had, how great the music was and stuff. Then I realized that how special and important I was. Um, I was young uh in my head a lot dealing with relationship problems back then and i probably didn't appreciate everything back then for what it was but i sure appreciate it now <laughs> dave um let's talk about the fact that you had at uh, four guys around you you had the hardys with you at one time you had edge and christian with you at one time um edge and christian obviously being uh what i remember from you know the the real brood what did you see in each guy individually you being a veteran at the time them being young boys 
What did you see in each one of them? And did you know that either one of them was going to go on and become stars on their own? Well, they, the office told me that Edge was their guy for the future. They knew that. And uh, I saw the charisma and the personality in him. He had, you know, he had the height, the hair, the look, the smile. Christian had just enough of an ass. I'm sorry. Can you cuss on that? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Serious. Yeah. Christian was just enough of an asshole to, to, to hang in there, but he put a match together. Like, you sit back. They would always overlook Christian. They didn't want him. Uh, they would want him to take take the finish or do this and that. And he, he he would sit and he would debate it and argue, but all his points were legitimate and solid. He could put a match together better than any of them. You know, he he just had a, he has a great mind to how to get a, put a match together to get his stuff in where he'll look well, but keep you where you need to be in the office's eyes or whatever your position is at that time. So he was an incredible mind that way and very, very underrated. But Edge was the overall package. And, and the Hardys were just two young country dudes that every young young blood wanted to be out there. They just wanted to go live their life free, free, free-spirited and go out there and high-fly and rock and roll. And that was the Hardys, man. And I, I always seen that seen that in them. Um, Edge, though, he was always the, the one that I thought would go the furthest. So now, so it's now, funny, Paul. I just want to I just want to follow up on something, Dave. Sure, Dave. Uh, Dave, um, the, you know, Edge was tall. He had the look. He had the hair. He had the this. He had that. But so did you. Why not you over Edge? Because I didn't realize that I was could be a superstar. I was a superstar in people's eyes. What I thought I was was a guy just lucky to be there. So if they came to me and said hey, we need you to put somebody over in a minute. I would go, I could do it in 30 seconds and had no problem with it. I didn't question things. I was just happy to be there. And that was one of the biggest mistakes, you know, looking back on the journey, uh, you know, that's one of the things. Would I change that? No, it's just, it was part of my journey. But is that one of the places that I feel like I, I came up short in and was my biggest problem? Yes, that was one of them. Not caring enough or, or I wouldn't say I wasn't brave enough. I just just was happy to be there and, and you can't just be happy to be there you got to want to be there you want to want to grind you want to take some get some be better you know you wanna, all those things i say now i needed to be then you know but uh that did come you know again and i'm not putting things off but i was tied up in a relationship i was it i had like five lives going on on top of the wwe trying to micromanage my insanity and somebody else's insanity but um that was my journey to take and i was blessed and, and i'm still get to do what i love today so I'm, I'm grateful i came out on the other end i'm still six feet i'm above ground i'm not six feet under so you know i'm still fanging a bang and so i'm so blessed but that's why not me i i just just didn't i, I just didn't take the initiative you know and uh, it is what it is <laughs> You know, and you know, speaking of Edge, Edge has just jumped from the WWE to AEW after being, you know, with the WWE for two decades and a half. Like, were you surprised to hear that he jumped to AEW? Shit, I didn't think he had the balls to do it. <laughs> I thought he would. Uh, I thought. Uh, I thought he would be kind of. I, I really thought he would be loyal and and finish out with that brand, you know, but. That's 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 me looking at it, but that's not me looking at it as a wrestler, like in his shoes. Uh, he went straight into the system. He did a little bit of, uh, you know, independence throughout Canada, some native reserves and stuff like that coming up. So he didn't really get out there and taste a whole lot of, of the world outside of the World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment. So uh, he probably feels like there's a lot he wants to still experience. And uh, he used the word I heard him do a press conference or something. He used the word he felt free. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get that, that feeling of feeling free. But uh, I hope it's everything he wants. I, I'm happy for him. 
And uh, I get it. You want to still do something. You still feel like you got some in your tank. Maybe that office, they didn't see you're getting older. It's a younger man's sport. It looks like, to me, it looks like they're trading out. They're letting their higher end talent go and they're recruiting in the younger talent to develop and bring up through the system. So it was like, okay, we're happy to let you go. But he's got to go out there and experience for himself. And I hope it's the experience he wants. I really do. I hope it's what he wants. Um, I would have been glad to watch him finish out in WWE and be a liaison or go out, you know, this and this and that. But, you know, when you're a pro wrestler, you want and you still feel like you got stuff to, in your tank and you want to prove something. It's really hard to deny that when there's an opportunity there and there's money there and that chance to go be creative and uh, take make your own way and beat your own path after somebody else directing you down the path the whole time. It's probably a really exciting thing for him and, and really fun. So he probably feels reborn and refreshed again. So I hope it turns out the way he wants. Uh, I'm pulling for him because he's a tremendous guy. He's one of the good ones. And uh, and I say that with all my heart. Dave, let me take you back to the word you just mentioned, which is free. Um, Edge mentioned, you know, you know that specific word. A lot of fans on social media um, had some, you know, clap back at edge because they were like how dare you say that the wwe let you be free and they let you do did whatever you wanted to do can you explain to wrestling fans what the the, the context in which edge is using the word free can you better explain yeah. the, the 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 feeling of freedom outside of wwe Okay, I can give you an example. Uh, WrestleMania, Edge did, uh, uh, it was going back to the SummerSlam where he did the brood bath, it was the blood bath, and they made the black blood. He was pulling for me to be there, to be a part of that. They told him he had control of everything, but as he put it together and wanted to put things together, he really didn't have control. It was like, it's going this way or it's not happening, or you got to do it this way or it's not happening. So basically, you got to do everything within the matrix of the system. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it, they tell you that you can do what you want. You have creative control, but you really don't. And, and then, then you have networking involved and this and then that. Now, where he goes over to Tony Khan, like the Young Bucks brought me in for the one-off in AEW. There was Young Bucks that brought me in. Uh, Matt Hardy brought me in for the uh, Hardy compound. So I imagine if Ed said, hey, I want to do uh, a brood thing and a reunion here and there and there, it would happen there because he probably will have the freedom he wants there. He can go out and have creative control. No, it, I mean, nobody's ever totally free when you got to answer to networks and, and, and money and stuff like that. You know, there, there's people you got to answer to, but he'll have a lot more creative control there where WWE, you're never really free. Yes, they're great. Great. They gave you a platform. They built you. They made you a superstar and they do make superstars. There's no denying the star power. If you spend a year there or three months on TV and you weigh them out to other companies, you're going to come out of WWE a star. <laughs> they know how they, they have that machine, that, that powerhouse to make you a star. They know how to do that, but you're never really free. You're, you're always going to have to, you're going to have to answer to, to, to people. And uh, you know, you, you, they'll tell you you're free and you could, uh, you have creative control, but I'm sure if he left and he really wanted more matches, they're probably telling him, Hey, you're a little bit older. We got to bring these young guys up. We develop that. If, you know, you're not free. You're not free at all. I don't know if I explained it with that situation good enough for you. But, but, you did. And yeah. it's actually funny because I remember that entrance and I remember thinking how much better it would have been if you were a part of that entrance. Uh, it's it's yeah. crazy that you brought that up because I, I didn't really think about it again until you brought it up. But, man, that would have been perfect. Um, and, I, and I think it would be safe to say, Dave, that the WWE can tell you that you have freedom or you're free, but you're only as free as they will let you be at any given moment. 
Yeah, they hold the leash and they, they can keep winding it anytime they want, right? Correct. But, uh, and, but you, you also, know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no go, ahead. Gonna, go ahead. I was going to say because the other thing you said I think is just as impactful. Like, you can be in the world of the WWE for just one year, but you're going to come out as a much bigger superstar. Even if you're a part of that company for a year, people will remember you 10, 15, 20, 25 years later. Yes, I'm, I'm an example of that. The brood, uh, the brood itself was only about an eight, eight month run. And uh, other than that, I, I flopped around here and there, did a few singles. I was with the new brood for not even a month or two. And, uh, but it was, it was a lot contributed to an amazing entrance, but I wouldn't have had that if WWE or WWF at the time, WWE didn't put that together. And, and just that short of time, they, I realize it now. I didn't realize it back then. Like I said earlier, it was one of my biggest faults is that, that they made me a superstar. And I'm blessed to go around, walk through airports. Uh, people come up and, they, you know, they say hello. They remember it. Oh, you're my childhood because they're all that certain age now that they're the kids that were watching you back then are grown adults, young men and young women out there in, in the world. And you're running across them and you're like, oh, you're the biggest part of my childhood. That was great. The brute thing. And, and I'm thinking to myself, it was only eight months. But in their life, it was such a memorable moment in WWE made you a superstar you know <laughs> busted open as part of the sirius xm sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.